You're listening to episode six of the Thriving Mom podcast. And today we're talking about ways that you can ease the tension around eating during the holiday so that you can find a little bit more peace and joy and have fun this holiday. But first, you know it, let's dance. Welcome to the Thriving Mom podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non-diet nutrition counselor on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Hello, friends. How are you today? I'm feeling pretty excited and a little bit overwhelmed, but for in a good way, with gratitude for all the love and support I've received since I launched this podcast. I must say it fills me to want to do more for you. But before we dive into today's chat, I want to shout out to LS Cree, I'm, I hope I'm saying this right, who left us a review on iTunes. LS Cree said, Thank you for this podcast. Three exclamation marks. Absolutely love the idea of rejecting balance and leaning into how we want our motherhood journey to look without all those special, all those societal pressures. It certainly does make way for more fun and genuine connection with our family and beyond. Thank you, LS Crie. I hope I'm saying this right. Thank you so much for your review. And Yes, I absolutely agree to connection with our family and beyond, which is quite timely because that's what holiday season is all about. Obviously, this year, things might look a little bit different given the times that we're in, but I think the holiday season is still my favorite time of the year. I mean, the music, the decor, food, the slowness of everything, it just makes me so happy. I love it. But... You know what's not different this year? The rules and tips about how to stay healthy during the holidays, manage your eating, or plan for a new body for the new year. I could go on and on. I'm sure you know what I mean. And I'm using healthy here in quotes because once again, diet culture has found a way to make or take a season that is meant to bring so much joy and good cheer to all of us and turn it into a time when we judge each other by our body sizes and how much we eat or not eat. As a result, we say no to desserts that many of us only eat once a year. We strictly control our portions and we work out or plan to do so come generate. And this is usually as a means to pay for all the calories we feel we shouldn't have indulged in. If this is you, then welcome to the club because I've been there too. And it's absolutely normal to feel anxious and stressed out about food and eating at this time of the year. But let's see how we can turn things around and in a different direction. So if you're feeling stressed out about eating over this holiday, one thing I would like you to do is think about what's going on in your mind when you're around food. Remember that food is just food. Food is never the problem. But perhaps the problem is how you're thinking about food and how you eat not just now, but for the rest of the year. So for instance, if you've tried so hard to be good with your eating throughout the year, you might believe that the holiday season is the one time you get to go all out because once January 1st hits, you're going to start all over. 
Problem with this type of mindset is that you end up worried and stressed out about how much you're eating. You know, those emotional signals that your body uses to protect you from fear and anxiety, they kind of kick into high gear because they're just thinking that, okay, there's something wrong and they're trying to protect you. So then you end up feeling out of control around food. You probably eat all the foods you allow yourself to eat sometimes really fast, especially when no one is looking. Hello, candy and dessert. And then you end up completely stuffed. And as we know it, guilt and shame are always waiting to welcome you with open arms. So here are five things that you can do so that you feel a little bit more relaxed when it comes to food and your body this holiday season. Are you ready? Let's dive in. So can you guess what my first tip is? (laughs) If you guess compassion, you're absolutely right. Compassion is so important because we're often our own worst critics. There'll be so many thoughts and things and people that remind you about where you're failing and not doing enough when it comes to eating and your body. So it's left for you to challenge those narratives, but that will only happen if you have compassion for yourself. You know, compassion makes you get curious about your behaviors and helps you find ways to support yourself from a place of love rather than judgment. So let's look at an example. You might be thinking, I haven't eaten well all year. I don't deserve to eat this food. Without compassion, you'll be inclined to agree with that thought and decide, well, I better fix things now by either restricting myself, avoiding other people, or planning to make up for this mistake with a diet or exercise. When you're coming from a place of compassion, you could reframe your thinking by saying, my body knows what to do with the food I eat. I deserve food in order to do what I need. I have permission to eat and enjoy this food. So as you can see, compassion gives you the permission to eat because food is nourishment and it's meant to be enjoyed. It's not meant to be a source of stress or anxiety. Remember, the permission is also available all year long. So if you use it this season and it works, girl, you better be using it all year long and giving yourself permission all over the place because you deserve it. Number two, plan to feed yourself responsibly and reliably. So the holidays can be quite busy with all the plans and lists of things to do. And this can make it quite challenging for us to be aware of our body cues. So it's very important to plan consciously to tune into our bodies and bring awareness to those cues that we need, especially when our bodies are crying out for nurturance. And what do I mean by that? When it comes to feeding yourself responsibly and reliably, you need to plan to have consistent meals and snacks throughout the day. I know, I know, for most of us, we try to save our stomachs for the main meal in hopes that we'll have enough space to eat and enjoy the meal. In reality, this usually backfires because by skipping your meals, again, you're putting your body in starvation mode. And guess what happens when the holiday meal finally comes? You eat, you can't stop yourself because your body is worried about another famine coming. In the end, you may not even enjoy the food and you might find it hard to stop even when you're full. Not only that, skipping the meals can actually lead to low blood sugar, increase your cravings, and lead to more eating as compensation even after the holiday is over. So rather than planning your stomach for the D-Day or the D-Meal, keep paying attention to your hunger cues. Just eat regularly and enjoy the holiday meal when it comes. Remember, if you don't make a big deal, 
your body won't start freaking out. So in terms of other cues, once your hunger is addressed, then it'll be easy for you to uncouple the other cues that you may be having, such as the cue for a rest or sleep or some form of, you know, self-care. Number three, wear clothes that fit. There's no doubt in my mind that how we dress is shaped by what we think about ourselves, and it also influences how other people treat us. So while the holiday may seem like a time you know, where you're socializing with people in person or virtually, it's also the time where we're hyper-conscious about our clothes and our bodies in those clothes. So it's really important for us to make sure that we wear clothes that make us feel good and comfortable. One thing I learned while working through my own body image issues is that behaviors such as tugging at my shirt, checking to see if my folds are showing, and constantly body checking all added to the stress I already felt about my body. Of course, these behaviors were a result of the negative emotions I already had, and they affected how different experiences turned out for me. For instance, I remember vividly when I was postpartum with my third child and I went on this date with my husband, and I remember shoving my myself into this black, little black dress, you know, because I wanted to feel happy and sexy. But the whole night, it did the opposite for me. The entire time we were out for dinner, I kept tugging at my belly because I was sitting. So my belly was sticking out and then I kept trying to suck in while trying to enjoy my meal. Like how ridiculous is that? I couldn't eat enough and I couldn't wait home to just get that dress off. I don't even know where I kept it. But it was just it did not make for a good experience for me. I think the night would have gone a little bit better if I had just dressed in my comfy clothes rather than try to prove how much my body was snapping back into my pre-baby body. You know yourself best, so plan your clothes for the occasion so that you're not trying to fight your brain instead of enjoying the company of the people around you or the food. Number four, set boundaries. So while well-meaning friends and family may feel like the holiday is a time to advise you on your eating and your body, or even the way you take care of your kids out of care and concern for your health, it's important to know that you have the permission to say no to unsolicited advice from them. And figuring out how to deal with those comments around how you or your child is eating, or even people pushing food at you after you said no, or just general diet talk can help you set the tone for how you want to be treated. And it'll also help you get through your gatherings with less anxiety and stress. Now, I'm a mom, and I know most of us love to please people. A lot of us don't want to ruffle feathers, we just want to get on with our day and be at peace with everybody. But if you really want people to start treating you with respect and taking you seriously, you have to feel comfortable with placing boundaries. And it doesn't mean that you don't have a good relationship with people. It just means that you're dictating how they get to engage with you. Here are a few things that you can do. You could simply change the topic of conversation, right? You could say things like, yeah, thank you for your concern, but how about we talk about, you know, X, Y, and Z, or just put something else in there. And if they're talking about themselves, you can just say, I really have a hard time listening to you talk about this diet or nutrition program or wellness protocol because I'm trying to heal my relationship with food. Can we talk about something else or let's talk about something else instead? Or you can be very direct. I would appreciate it if you didn't comment about my weight or my body or my child's weight or how we eat. And if all else fails, 
you can just say my body, my child's body, the way we eat is not up for discussion. Then you walk away. It's going to be scary. You're probably going to freak out, but you'll be okay. So expect it. You can practice time and time again, and then you go on there and teach people how to treat you. You can also excuse yourself from the conversation and just take a break. So this could be like maybe going outside for some fresh air. I always like having an escape plan. So for instance, if you're going to a party or hanging out with people and you're there by yourself, you could let a trusted friend know that this is where you're going. And if I text you, you know, please come get me. Even if they're across the, they're, they're there at the party with you, but they're across, you know, the room or there's somebody somewhere else. Maybe it's your partner. You can tell them, if I come to you or if you see my text message, that means you need to come and take, take me. So what you've done is if you're afraid of confronting people, this is a much easier way that you can go about putting boundaries in place. And that just means walking away. Obviously, we want to get to a point where we're able to voice our opinions. We want to get to a place where we're able to voice those boundaries because until you voice them out, people will feel it's okay for them to say these things and do these things to you. So again, I just want to remind you that your boundaries preserve your autonomy. As a mom, as a woman, when you let someone cross your boundaries, you're handing them the right to take away that power of autonomy that you have. And while I was doing my research for this uh, podcast episode, I came across this intuitive Eaters Holiday Bill of Rights by Evelyn Triboli on the intuitiveeating.org website. So I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes. You can take a look at it. But it's just one of those things that can serve as a reminder about the things that you're entitled to. So you can have more, you know, inner peace with food and your body over the holiday. And you can just tell everybody else, back off. This is, you know, my permission to do whatever I want at this time. And you need to respect that. Now, finally, number five, vow not to go on a diet in the new year. It's very common for most of us to have that, you know, I'll just do whatever I want now because I'll start over in new year mindset when it comes to the holiday eating. But did you know that this actually plays a huge role in you feeling out of control throughout the holiday season? If you've ever seen squirrels gather food for the winter, you'll know what I mean. They rush all over the place, picking food as fast as possible, even if it's the middle of July and there's food everywhere. And this is just because they know winter is coming, so they need to gather. But this is the same thing that happens to us because when we think, oh, I'm going to start all over, you may be surrounded by food, but just this mere thought of depriving yourself in the future, even if that's about, you know, three, four, five, six weeks out, you're sending your body the signal that starvation is coming. And then guess what happens? I talked about this already. It influences how you behave around food. So then you start eating out of control or you're shoving food so fast or hiding and eating really fast because you don't want people to see you or just gathering food because, well, I'm preparing for starvation. So relying on a diet come January, either subconsciously or consciously, is why you end up feeling like you can't pass up on the buffet or the appetizers at the holiday party. Have you ever been at the party when you're just, you haven't eaten and then you just see something that you haven't had in such a long time because you've been restricting? 
The thing is, your eyes are always going to be following that appetizer tray. Even when you're talking to someone, your mind is half listening to that conversation because you want to dive into that plate of whatever that appetizer is. We don't want to do that. We want to avoid that. And the best way to do that is just give your mind the room to breathe. Don't vow to go on a diet in January. Just enjoy the season and eat what you can now. And come January, you keep eating. And just have that mindset throughout the rest of the year. So friends, it's possible that you don't have to struggle through the holiday anymore. You don't have to miss out on, you know, moments of enjoyment with your kids, with your loved ones, just because you're preoccupied with the feelings or thoughts about food and your body. It's possible for you to feel prepared to deal with uncomfortable comments about weight, food, and diets. You know that's coming. But you've prepared because you've listened to this episode and you've gained some tips that you're going to use. And it's also possible for you not to plan to start all over in the new year. What if rather than making everything about food and how people see you, this holiday season, what about focusing on taking care of yourself, finding moments to slow down and relax, you know, spend time with the people you love. Maybe see all the yummy food and eating experiences as a way to celebrate and share this season with others. Whatever that might look like. It might look like, you know, a Zoom party with your family where everyone just sits in front of the screen or the computer and you share a meal. What if this were the case and you do that instead of something that you stress about? I know that there are people who experience really trying times during the holiday, and I'm in no way trying to undermine those experiences. But all I'm saying is rather than stressing out and feeling out of control, how about we take the time to just come back home and enjoy ourselves? And perhaps this might end up being a stress-free holiday for you when it comes to food and your body. All right, friends. I hope you found this episode helpful. I hope you've gotten some valuable tips that you can use and hopefully make this holiday season a little bit more enjoyable, a little bit more joyful, and a little bit less stressful for you and your loved ones. I'm curious to know what you think about the episode. I'm curious to know how you're keeping stress off of your body and your food and your mind this holiday season. What are your plans? If you would like some tips, reach out to me. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Olive and Bliss Wellness. And until next time, remember, you're not the victim of your life and you can thrive in the midst of the chaos. All right. I hope you have a good day. Bye for now. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to share with other moms. I'd also love to hear your takeaways so please reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. I'm at Olive and Bliss Wellness. If you haven't had a chance yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Each review is so important to us because it makes it easy for other moms to find our thriving mom community. Be sure to tune in next week for another dose of inspiration to help you thrive on your motherhood journey. Until next time, stay thriving! Stay thriving!